All it took was a man and a truck to inflict the deadliest terror attack on New York City since 9-11 yesterday. But learning new details about yesterday's horrific terror attack in New York City, authorities now believe the 29-year-old attacker has links to other people at the centre of ongoing terrorism investigations. It's also been revealed those close to him had feared for years that he was heading down the path of extremism. That's courtesy of Channel 7 and from Channel 7 News, the US correspondent in New York. York is Amelia Bray. She joins us this morning. Amelia, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your time, Amelia. You must be so busy. Um, weeks and weeks of planning. Is that the is that the case for this one? <clears throat> That's what authorities believe. The FBI searched the New Jersey home of this 29-year-old man. I believe that that's a home he shared with his wife and children. And based on evidence that they found in that home, they do believe that this uh, attack was planned for a number of weeks. Uh, they've actually also looked at the 29-year-old's personal uh, toll records, so the tolls for his personal vehicle. And they suggest that he actually came to this area uh, in lower Manhattan a number of times in the days leading up to this attack, and they think that they uh, may have been so-called dry runs where someone goes through uh, exactly how they intend to approach a terrorist attack to, um, I guess, tweak their planning and make sure it's all going to go to plan. So that's kind of the new developments in terms of the police investigation today. Uh, Also, we've learned that the man himself was not under investigation from the FBI or the NYPD, but a number of his associates are. So it is believed that he was uh, at least associating with persons of interest. And, Amelia, those who, there were a dozen more, is the latest eight victims have been killed, is that right? Yes, that's correct. There's still, I I believe, about eight people in hospital. Three people have been released. Some of those people do have uh, serious, if not critical, injuries. Uh, And the uh, alleged perpetrator himself also remains in hospital after having surgery overnight. So this, obviously, just so close to the World Trade Centre. What's the feeling in the vicinity? Obviously, still all blocked off and there's a no-go zone, but... What's the feeling at the moment? Because it's quite a raw area to be in at the best of times. Yeah, that's right. I'm standing here speaking to you, looking up at uh, what once was the the Twin Towers. It really is in the shadows of that building. The weirdest thing for me is standing here, and we're literally wedged between two primary schools. So we're standing here. There's hundreds of media. There's police everywhere, uh, fire engines, trucks blocking up the street safety. And then you turn slightly, and there's some little kids I can see right now playing basketball. And behind me, there's... Uh, even younger children on a playground. And that's what's really terrifying. We know that this happened pretty much at school pick-up time. It was just after 3 p.m. There's really uh, quite scary video out this morning of uh, kids who were trapped in that school bus. We know that this man finally came to a halt uh, in that truck when he crashed, he kind of T-boned a school bus. And there's really confronting pictures of those little kids that were stuck in there. Thank God none of them were killed. But uh, absolutely a terrifying experience for children in this area and, of course, their parents. Also, this happened on Halloween, and it was really amazing. Last night, we were here all night to see uh, parents and kids still walking out, trick-or-treating, still going to the Halloween parade. Uh, New Yorkers are known for their resilience and their defiance, and that's very much what we're seeing today. You know, the streets are just bustling. Amelia, do you think it'll change even further? Like, we look in Australia where there's big events, they put up bollards, safety barriers, they're bringing trucks or whatever in to protect crowds. Will they even go further now in New York, do you think? I guess the issue here was this wasn't a big event. This was just a sunny afternoon in New York City. So at, at what point, mm. you know, can, can we stop this? Yeah. Basically, the the only way to prevent this is either to stop people having vehicles or to stop people going outside. So basically, and, and that's what law enforcement is saying, they're saying that this wasn't necessarily preventable. So long as people have 
this will to, to do this to other people and they have access to something as simple as a car, this sort of thing can happen. Uh, in terms of events over here in the, in the US in the past couple of months, we are seeing things like bollards. The most common uh, approach is for trucks to park and completely block certain streets that lead to a, a huge gathering. So we're definitely seeing a lot more of that, but there's just nothing you can do. This yeah. is a bike path on the side of the Hudson River. You can't block off everything to protect people. Well, yeah, our hearts sure. go out to those who have lost and for those who are recovering, we hope that is speedy and, and okay. And for the ongoing effects that they know, I've, I know that they're very good now with the, the kinds of trauma that these the little ones have seen. They'll be on that and they'll need to be. Thank you so much. Very appreciate your time, Amelia. Not a problem at all.